Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. From tactical analysis to player updates. We've got you covered on all the latest news on Las Aguilas. Now, let's start the show. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast. What is going on, guys? Um, Ivan is not here today, so I'll be taking over as host. Um, hope everyone's having a good night. Um, despite the game that we just witnessed, and we're going to break down um, everything from start to finish, uh, the penalty shootout, and everything in between. Um, but thankfully, I'm not alone tonight because I don't think I could do it alone tonight. I have my main man, Chris, here. Chris, how are you tonight, brother? Very annoyed. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you're going to hear, hear me throw a lot of stuff that I didn't like today or yeah. other games. You know, mm-hmm. so it's going to be a ranty uh, podcast tonight. But yeah, we'll see no, how definitely. it goes. Yeah, I know. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot to break down, honestly. Um, but we'll start with the with the eleven. Um, I think if you have it up, uh, I'll give you a couple minutes to try to bring it up for us so you can read it off to us. Um, looking at it initially, um, I mean, I was okay with it. It kind of just seemed like it was the best that we had at the moment, despite uh Henry's injury. Um, I understand uh Jonathan didn't want to really put Diego for for a full ninety because he just came back from injuries. That's more understandable. Um, but I don't think that. I think people could get too mad over the lineup. I think it was, like I said, the best that 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 we had at the moment. Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad at the lineup. I think I think you kind of when you see it on paper, you don't really question it. But there's some movements that Ryan Rodriguez and Deja Leo Suarez were doing that I was just not a fan of, brother. I don't know how you feel, but there's times where you saw Brian Rodriguez out there as an attacking midfielder. You saw Sendejas on the left. You saw Leo Suarez in the left. You just didn't really know what was going on early on in the game. And I was not a fan of that at all. You know, like, to me, they're just, I don't know, man. Gardinell on paper looked like a really good coach. But I'm now I'm starting to really have doubts. Maybe it's just a lot of experimenting because of this tournament. I don't know. But, man, like, like, like you said, when it came to the starting 11, you don't really have an issue with it. But once you started seeing them on the field, that's when you kind of started questioning. Right, yeah, no. So I completely agree with you there. I, for moments, you've seen Brian Rodriguez kind of pair with with Quinones as a, as a second striker. Then other moments you see him as the left wing. Sometimes I saw him on the right wing at one point. Um, and then you see Sendejas and they'll kind of switch off from that left wing to the ten position, uh, multiple times. Which, and I guess to give maybe Jardine a little bit of credit here, maybe it was trying to switch things up because things weren't really going our way. Or we weren't really, you know, finishing our chances, and that's nothing we'll bring up because um, I think this this team lacks a lot of um, a lot of final decision making, final third uh, decision making, and that needs to improve um, once we go back um, to to Mexico and return to league play. Um, it's just that th- these MLS teams, and not even just the Nashville game, but the Chicago game as well, um, there was a lot of moments where you could have really taken the shot from from outside the box. Um, and we have players that are capable of doing this, and Davis is capable, Leo is most definitely capable. Um, and it just seems like we're not really taking advantage of most of the opportunities that are given to us um, from little situations like this. And, it's, you know, just take a shot at it. You never know. Um, a rebound here, rebound there. How many goals have we seen like that throughout the duration of the League's Cup? How just one little bounce can can, can trickle in. 
Um, and it just you know makes uh, the defenders keep guessing, keeps the goalie on its toes, and it just adds a different variety of, um, I guess, attacking game plan for yourself when you do it. But if we're just going to keep passing um, you know, between each other 20, 20 times just for a cross, only to end up being a goal kick, then what are we really playing here, you know? My biggest issue is when they're inside the box. Wow, what's up with these passes when you're wide open? And that, to me, comes from a coaching thing because it's like, why so many passes? We didn't see this with Solari. We didn't see this with Dano, right? So to me, it's a coaching thing. Why Why is it when Tendejas is inside the box or Quinones or whoever, you know, and the first thing they think of is passing into the next guy. No, shoot it. You're right. Well, wide open. Right. Like everyone can see it that you're wide open. Mm-hmm. So it, don't tell me it's a, it's a, and it's not one just one guy. It's everyone. You know, you know, know. like I don't know if, if they're saying this guy needs to score. You know, maybe the coach is saying, oh, if you see this guy's open, like go, let him shoot it. No, like right. very frustrating. You know, like I said, when you look at it on paper, you're like, okay, it's a uh, team and then you see like these weird movements and it's just you know like me personally like i said i'm very annoyed of the result and we'll get into it right now you know we're i'm sure there's going to be a lot of listeners that are waiting for us to <laughs> really touch on the ending of that game but to me it's just man like something needs to be fixed in, in asap you know yeah no i, I completely understand um so we'll, we'll we'll just talk about the first half of right now. Um, what did you like and what didn't you like in that first half for us? Oh, did it like it? I said, man, when it oh, comes no. to being inside the box, that's what I just didn't like. It, it was it was one of those things where I think we've seen it in other games too. You know, the the St. Louis game, we do score a lot of goals, but you could score a lot more goals. You know, and right. personally, I'm just just not a fan of. Uh, of of the decision making, you're controlling the ball. It's like I was telling my dad, the goal's gonna come any minute now, and then you get the opportunity, and it's like you're hesitant. Why are you hesitating? Like like I said earlier, you know, like well, why are you hesitating? It's just you know awful. And then and then like like I don't know, man. I like the I like the little things that the midfield does. I don't know if you if you agree with it, but I like what the the short passes that Fidalgo and Jonah do a lot. And that's one thing that I noticed right away from this team. And and but once it, it gets to the to the top, you know, once we come to into the attack, it's like we're focusing way too much on that. And I'm not a fan of that at all, you know. No, yeah, I I, I think in and if you want to shine any light of any things, I think that it's good that Jonathan Dos Santos is continuing his his good form. Um Fidalgo with the same thing. Uh I, I think that they were trying to mix things up. Um, in that first half, kind of, you know, slot in the pass here, um, kind of switch the ball here, kind of do a little cheeky through ball there. Um, they were trying, they were trying to break down because let's be honest, I think Nashville just came out with the game plan that they're just going to sit back and counter us the whole game. Um, and uh, it just seems that, that we were having a difficult time breaking down that wall because we had a difficult time against Chicago and Nashville was like, well, you know, if they could just hold them to a goal, why can't we? We seem to be the better team. So we could probably implement this plan a little bit better. And that's what they came out and did. And, you know, for, for the majority of the game, it was working. Um, quick counterattack here. Um, they know, obviously know that, that our fullbacks like to push up a lot, so they would take advantage of that. They got fast players. Um, and that's when, you know, you saw them look a little bit dangerous here and there was when, on the counterattack. Um, and it's just, that's just, it's just, it's just 
due to the fact that we're pushing up because we're trying to break down the wall. But like you said, if we're just passing here, passing there, passing there, you're just giving them more time to set up in a sense and we're not taking any risks um, and we're doing the same things over and over again. So it's become a little bit more predictable and easier for them to, to stop any sort of sense of attack that we got going on. Another thing that I wasn't a fan of, I'm not a fan of, is Quinones playing the nine, man. I, I think this guy needs to play wide, bro. Like, yeah. I, I know we had this conversation. I don't know if you were involved, but I know me and Ivan did. When when the rumors came out, and they weren't official rumors yet, they were just kind of like, oh, America's interested, but there's a long list. For me, it was one of those like, oh, well, how do you play him? Well, it's mm-hmm. going to be based on the formation, right? And we're going to play with one striker. Right, he's not the guy that has to play there. He's right. the guy that has to play alongside of him, second striker or on the wing. Right, we've seen it when he, when he played with uh, Henry. We see the difference. One poses mark, one is wide open. Right, because you're gonna respect both of them. And if you don't right. respect both of them, like you're gonna get scored on. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, okay, you see the reports. They're not looking to bring anyone in. Well, there has to like we. Like it's gonna, I'm gonna sound hypocritical because if you follow me, you know that I'm not necessarily a guy that says put in the academy players, and I'm not even saying that, you know. But but if one is down, it's next man up. If you're a football fan, American football fan, that's the mentality, right? One guy's out, one the next guy up. You don't just put someone else in there, and you see the struggle, you know. For me, it's like okay, the who's next? Mozambique. Okay, I'm not a fan of him, but if he's next next man up, next man up, he's gonna. He's more natural into that position, to that system, right? Mm-hmm. And if he's not the guy, right, if you don't believe in him, go bring in someone else. Right. There's other youngsters or whoever that you could bring in, maybe a veteran Mexican player that could come in, like <laughs> uh, Insarralde. Remember when we brought him in? It was like, <laughs> why are we bringing this guy in? But it was for, for death, for those emergency uh, moments that we needed. Maybe uh-huh. we need that right now, right? You see, to me, Quinones just can't play the nine, bro. Like, no. We said this last time too on the podcast. I think I mentioned it where if you look at your available players and if and if they don't fit what you're originally trying to do, you have to change it up. Don't force the issue. And clearly it just wasn't working for us. No balls were really getting to him. Um he was being double teamed. Um he couldn't really get open space to create anything. Um he just didn't didn't look like like himself throughout the whole 90 minutes, to be honest with you. Um, and like you said, it's a problem, but that also just goes back to bad, bad, I guess, a squad management from, from Banos and real, not realizing that we only have one true striker on this team and that's Henry Martin and the guy's not invincible, right? The guy's playing yeah. game in, game out, getting called up, uh, playing 60, 70 minutes there, then coming back, then, you know, playing this game and then playing that game. Like the guys, the, do, the guys do for an injury some, some, sometime yeah. or another, right? Like he's not and gonna, he saw he's not immortal. Right? He's not immortal. Lastly, yeah, we've seen that too. You see right. him banged up. You had to put in Dinas, right? Mm-hmm. And you had to rush him back in, and you see that he's not gonna he's not gonna be the same player, right? Exactly. And he's not young, like he's in his prime, but he's gonna start declining any minute now because right. that's just how sports is, right? Of course, yes. Knock on wood, it doesn't happen, right? But mm-hmm. usually once you start hitting your 30s, you start declining a little by little, and then you're an older player. But like, for you me, said, though, like you said, though, why why are we not trying to bring in someone as an emergency? You know, you talk to the player, someone like, listen, you know, you're not going to play many minutes, but when we need you, we, we're going to need you to, to kind of, you know, give it your all, whether it be a youngster or a veteran, you know, either or yeah. it works. But 
you gotta you gotta have someone there, man. You really and if it's a youngster, right? Let's say it is a youngster, someone from the academy. Cool. Mm-hmm. They use these minutes to develop, right? Yeah, exactly. Obviously, they might not they might not be the it right for the future, mm-hmm. or whatever. But maybe they do turn out to be good because they. You get never know. You never know unless you give them a chance. And it's an emergency. Like it, it, like for me, for the longest time, when Vina's right, I would be very uh, clear. I would say I'm not a believer in him. When there's competition like that, and someone that one of your your quote unquote starters or your bench isn't performing, you got to bring in that competition from somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not spending, cool, use the academy. Maybe the academy players don't turn out to be good. It happens, you know. Oh well, they're not all going to be good. <laughs> but you got to put pressure, you know. You got to right. go put them out there because then you get into these weird situations where this guy's failing, and it's like, well, of course he's going to fail because it's like. There's no, there's no uh, pressure for like, hey, you can lose your spot, right? And obviously, I don't think Henry's ever going to lose his spot. But in this situation where you put Quinones out of place, and maybe we're not bringing in anybody because Cabecita returns, that's still bad because that's it's bad, like, bad why are we waiting for someone? What if he comes back from injury and he's not the same player? Exactly. Now we 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 have a need, right? So it like it's it's very annoying. Like like I said, I'm not necessarily mad. But it gets annoying because you see the 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 the, uh, the where the mistakes come from, and you know that there's maybe a solution out there. Right. And maybe it's a risk, but it's like it's out there that you try it out. If it doesn't work out, cool. It doesn't work out. It's not like we're it's a long term uh, project, anyways. Right. And if it does end up being good, cool. We have another option. That there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, no, I I agree with all your points there. Um, but anyway, so the first 45 minute pass, we don't, we, we don't really get much going. Um, you know, Nacho's not really threatening. We're not really threatening, whatever. <clears throat> we go into the second half. Now, um, there was, um, there was a moment in time where, uh, I think this happened in the Chicago, in the, in the Columbus game. I'm sorry, in the Columbus game. Um, <clears throat> which seemed like America had everything under control. And then out of nowhere, Columbus makes a couple changes. And, you know, we get scored on. And then she's like, we just flustered a little bit. Um, I kind of saw uh, similar things tonight. Um, I think that the national kind of kind of adjusted a little with one or two subs that came in. Um, and then shortly after, um, you know, the, the set piece was just defended terribly. Um, and, you know, we get scored on. And now we're down one nothing. Um, so from that moment on, um, how did you see the team? And why did it cost us so much uh, to kind of just, switch into gear and kind of start playing America football? I think Diego Valdez changed everything when he came in. I don't, I don't, I don't know if, if, if you agree with that, but I mm-hmm. think it's, it, there's, there, there's this chemistry that comes with Henry Valdez and Quinones is going to end up building up with it. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say he's a flop or we were lied to like Ivan tweeted. So yeah, it's way too early, and let's be honest, he's also showed very, very good stuff, too. So we can't sit here and just highlight that, What, which is funny coming from me because I do react like that sometimes, too. <laughs> but but I think Diego Valdez, you know, I think you also saw less of the hesitation once the goal had when he came inside the box, you know, or out, even outside. I think we started seeing them more loose, and it's the frustrating thing at the same time because it's like, if you guys know this is how we win games, why don't you do it off the bat, you know, from the start? And I think Diego Valdez, you know, if we would have passed, he would have started next game. Maybe we would have seen him as a second striker, right? And 
Nunes a little bit more ahead instead of the Cam. But, you know, right now, you know, we I guess we just got to – Jardine has a lot to think about. You know, maybe it's a bad thing, maybe it's a good thing, but he has a lot to think about. And luckily for us, the transfer window is also open, so we have to make a move, you know. We talk about set pieces, right, the goal where it comes from. Well, now this is where Baños and Jardine needs to – open their eyes and realize that that's always been a problem and we're in need of a big center back that could clear those headers because the first goal comes from it was Cáceres mark right it was Cáceres mark yes um so it was, it's, it's and Malagón's fault in that goal we're being I was honest, just about to bring that up right I was going to say who, who do you out? fault on that goal because I have two yeah. I was going to say Cáceres and Malagón I think Malagón yeah. gets caught sleeping there I think he probably may put a punch on that he probably yeah. could have could have cleared that honestly. He could have came out, and then yeah. it's not fair. We don't call that out when of course. Ochoa has always been criticized yeah. for that, right? And that's our last mm-hmm. push. the starting goalkeeper. Like, but it's just like we know this has been an Achilles heel for us. We know we we've been bad recently in recent years at defending set pieces, and that's something that we should have been working on throughout the entire tournament. And unfortunately, we we get caught sleeping once again. And that's how that's how they can see it. It's, uh, and that's how we can see it. I'm sorry. Um, it's just it's just annoying at this point because we obviously know the clear problem. The clear problem is there. Like everyone can see it. Opposing fans can see it. Rivals fans can see it. My second grade teacher can see it. But it's just everyone. like, why can't we fix it? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Every, every, so, it is the most noticeable thing since since we last won our championship. Since Bruno right. has got that injury, right? We haven't been able to fix that because he didn't come it's back terrible. the same, and no one has ever been has been able to fix that. Cáceres, that's not his specialty, and Israel mm-hmm. Reyes, that's not his specialty either. We and, and then Nestor Araujo, right? Well, we'll talk about the second goal. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, get, to, we'll get into that in a little bit later. Yeah, but, but yeah. He's, he's also and then Emilio Lara. <laughs> like, well, I don't want to like highlight him because he, to be fair to him, the goals that he have that has been his fault has been when he's at right back. But I would assume that also he's not good. In, in the set pieces either because they always get win his back, you know? So right. it's, it's, I think it's fair to assume that he's also not a, a solution there. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a very frustrating thing, you know, like, of course. And, and then, I don't know, man, like, I think Puma Pimentel was better than them at, <laughs> at, at, at that, you know, and he wasn't necessarily tall or, or uh, wow. Popo Valenzuela, right? Mm-hmm. Or another guy who were also short. So it's not like I'm going to sit here and say, oh, it's because they're short. No, there's right. other guys that were shorter. You know, we're better at this type of uh, defending when mm-hmm. it came to set pieces. And, and at, at one point, I kind of wanted to blame coaching. Say, you know what? Piojo isn't training uh, training them in this in, in practice. Solari isn't either. Tano isn't either. Tano's too offensive. Maybe they don't even focus on the defense. They just say, we're going to score, score, score. But this is what? The fourth? Yeah, coach? fourth coach. Or the same problem? Mm-hmm. I would like to assume that they do practices and simply they're just not good at it. Yeah, no, they're right? just good. Nope. It's uh, so, and and it's then, concerning. It's super concerning, especially when you when you look down the line, and when you when we start playing Ligia and we start playing teams uh with tall with tall forwards, tall center backs. It's um, <clears throat> it's not it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna end well for us. Unless we need to kind of figure out how to how to mark everything. But okay, so uh, we're down one nothing. Um, you know, Nashville scores. Um, they're kind of on a little high. We make a change. We take out Leo Suarez. We bring on Diego Valdez. Um. Just talking, just talking about that change specifically, did you like that change? Or would you have rather seen Leo be pushed to the right wing 
take out Sendejas and then bring in Diego to put the 10th? I wanted to take out Brian Rodriguez. Okay. Because I felt his strength was usually just dribbling down. He wasn't doing that. Okay. He was all over the place and wasn't necessarily doing it. But, his but, process, then, but, but then Brian passed to, to the left wing when Diego came in. Which is so what his natural. On the left, right. So that, oh, that, they moved him to the left. Correct. Yes. When Diego I, came I just in. think I just think you, you could have put Sendejas there and I think on the Sendejas left was also over. having a bad game. Well in the Cacta he kind of played a little bit to the left. Right. That's why but, I, but I you just alluded to it though. I think Sendejas was having a bad game. I don't think yeah, he was he's been it. having bad games. Right, me, exactly. Honestly. So that's why I'm saying like why would you take a little Suarez and not Sendejas? Because I think Little Suarez, yeah. even though he wasn't really doing much, um, I think he still could have provided a little di- different element. Um, he still gave you, you know, a free kick specialist there. You still have him yeah, on the yeah. field. Um, you know, that in left form. Right. So that's why I, you know, I questioned the sub a little bit. Why? But whatever. It, it doesn't matter at this point, right? The game's over. But I just wanted to, to get get your two cents on that. If you yeah, felt yeah, that yeah. was the right sub, or um, we probably should have taken someone else. Like I said, in the moment, I kind of felt it should have been Brian Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. But you're making good points. Like I, I can't really. I think you could have taken out any three of them, and it's it's not necessarily a bad decision. Yeah, because yeah, you could say then, because then uh, Lajun comes in for Rodriguez, right? For Chava. No, no, for Chava. Who comes in for uh, Brian? No one. Um, I think that's at the end when when Araujo, 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 Araujo comes and in. then Araujo, Araujo, yeah, right. Yeah. I, so, so you 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 touched on it earlier. Um, Diego Vargas comes in, and wow, um, we've we've missed our ten. Um, we missed our ten, and it really shows how the difference he has on the team when he's on the field. Um, the first touch, the the recognition of of the field, um, just where players are gonna be. Like, it, you know, it's not a new system. Like, he knows what he's playing into, and it seems like um, he understood literally from the moment he stepped on the pitch. Um, and little, little do you know, you know, he finds a space in between the center backs, um, and boom, a beautiful cross by Kevin Alvarez, and it's one one goal by Diego Valdez. So, um, just give me your little two cents again on Diego Valdez and um, how when he came in, America just completely changed. Yeah, he came in, yeah, completely changed. There was this play also where he he passes it down to Sendejas, perfect play inside mm-hmm. the box. Sendejas misses it, you know, which uh, surprisingly because usually he, he knows how to score those type of goals, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe that's also another argument on why Leo Suarez should have been in. But you also see the chemistry, right? Because I don't think Sendejas had those opportunities when uh, he wasn't in there. You see the chemistry between right, Valdez exactly. and everyone It's just else. known, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you yeah. know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm good at? I'm going to pass it through here. You're going to be there. And he was there, you know? He doesn't go in, but still, it was a good pass. And, you know, you kind of wish you had Quinones, Henry, and Valdez for this tournament. Even Cabecita, right? Maybe you could yeah. have Cabecita mm-hmm. too. But... You know, hopefully, you know, everyone's I think, I think maybe also that's why we're not so bummed out because we know we didn't have our best, which is not an excuse because we should have been, we should have won the yeah. game regardless, um, yeah. no matter, no matter of, of the team, right? But I think that's another reason why, I guess me and you um, are maybe are, are on the minimum few of not being so upset about the result is because we know this isn't the team that's going to show up in about two months from now. Um, we're going to be completely different, hopefully for the better. Um, let me, let, let me not go ahead and jinx it, but. Um, I, I think we're, we're capable than much more than this. Um, but yeah, so thank God Diego Valdez is back. Um, it's, it's a shame that we're not going to see him uh, getting more minutes or an official competition for another probably two, two and a half weeks now. Um, I just hope nothing, not, nothing regresses. I hope he can, like, you know, the whole team stays in, in shape or something. We got a couple of friendlies back in Mexico or something because we need to keep 
uh, keep this yeah. kind of informed, right? We can't we can't stay stagnant. Um, but okay, so there we go. One one. Uh, we have hope now. Um, you know, we we really don't want this to go to the case because you know anything can happen to penalties. And um, <coughs> the next play that happens, and it's something that I think I was I was speaking to my father about, and why we miss Diego Valdez so much, and in the point that we brought up in the beginning of the podcast. Diego Valdez shoots from outside the box. Now, whether he's accurate at it or not, I, I think he more often than not gets more shots on goal. Um, and that's something that Sendegas and Leo Sars weren't doing. And if they were doing it, they weren't doing a very good job at it. Right? So what does Diego Valdez do? Right? In the 90th minute, he sees the opening and he just lets it rip. And what do, what do you know? What do you know? We get a penalty from it. Um, it's just places like that that I'm, t- that I'm saying that we need to start shooting from outside the box and something that Throughout this whole tournament, I don't think we've ever done. Maybe in the in the first game in St. Louis, but at that moment, the team was already knocked out. So you could have put in, you know, whatever, and we still would have done a good job. But it's just like those are the moments that open the games up. Those are the moments that keep the defenders on their toes, that keep them guessing. Like, oh my God, is he going to shoot? Is he looking for a pass? What is he doing? Um, this, you know, we we gotta we gotta you know, be more focused on him. Um, but if I focus on him, I can't really focus. On him. So it kind of confuses them. Um, allows us to. Be more uh, versatile with what we're trying to do. Um, let a few shots go, man. It doesn't matter. You, you never know what can happen. And in the 92nd minute, we we get a penalty to kind of to send us to to quarterfinals. Um, and then so from that play on, um, I just want to talk about the the the, the referee in there for a second. Um, was the handball clear clear as day to you, or was there a need for uh, for there to be an eight minute revision of the penalty? Oh, that's another thing. Like, we're gonna get, we're gonna touch on this, like in the end, right? We're gonna touch on all of this, but it's like <coughs> they give us five minutes and we play ten, like because of the the long ass review, and it's like, right. but there's no need for that. And then he's mm-hmm. looking at different angles too, from behind the front. It's like, like what are you looking at? Like, right. I know there's there's been questionable calls, right? Or not not calls in other games, right? Where there's a clear uh, mano or inside the box, and it's like, oh, we're, we're it wasn't intentional. Well, what does that even mean? Like, like intentional. Like if it, if, if it, he's not blocking his body and his hands out there, that's a that's a mano. You know, like it, they can't justify that. So for me, I was like, man, they're taking long. They're just looking for any excuse. Luckily, we get it. You know, and like, it's just eight minutes. You know, the game ended at the one hundred, and then they give us five minutes. Like, how does that make sense, right? Like. Bogus, bro. I don't yeah, know. I'm, I'm very annoyed of the whole thing. Like I said, like I'm calming down, but but still, it's just very annoying because you see how other games have gone, and it's just right. like, man. So thankfully, no in that moment, in that moment specifically, um, Diego Valdez says, "No, Quinones, go do it. I trust you. You can do this." And um, luckily for us, Quinones slots it in perfectly, um, and we're up two one in the ninety second minute. Um, and we're, we're five minutes away from advanced to quarterfinals. Um, and you know, everything's looking good for us. You know, we, 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 we knew we didn't play as good as we wanted to. Um, but you know, I, I think that at the end we, we deserve the win. <clears throat> um, and then, you know, to close out the game, Gardena decides to, to bring on, um, Nestor Araujo to kind of, you know, get that three center back partnership going. Um, and, you know, just had a, you know, you know, not pre- uh, to prevent, you know, a last minute goal from Nashville, right? Mm-hmm. 
and in the so following play, that, right? in the following play, Kevin Alvarez and Zendejas kind of double up on that right side. It seems like Zendejas loses the ball and Kevin Alvarez is nowhere to be found because he's so pushed up. The ball comes into the left side of the field and someone goes to mark. I forgot who gets to go mark him. But then Israel Reyes, I think it was Israel Reyes, who comes up like to you. meet to meet him. Okay, yeah, Israel Reyes. On the Malagon's right-hand side. So now Israel Reyes is out of position, right? And now you like have... Behind um, them. Right, exactly. They have Cáceres and Arrafo. And Arrafo does not know where, where he's at at that moment. Like, you watch that replay, and he's looking like he doesn't know <laughs> where to go, Bro. what his positioning is, what is going on. My thing is, you have two center backs right there, one midfielder trailing. How does no one see that one guy running in, and you're in the middle of three Americanistas, and you score the goal? Like, how does that even happen? It, it, to be fair to Layun, he is trying. Because like, like, I, I think it's Layun or Cáceres. I'm not quite sure. I think it was, it was Layun. He, he he doesn't get there because he ends up being short. But to be honest, Araujo's looking at them right in front of him the whole he, time. It's and, so and, bad. and he reacts backwards instead of forward. Like, bro, if if you see your the guy's making a run in, you see the, the your defender, your, your partner is not catching up to him, go and get him, bro. If it goes over you, I don't no one's necessarily gonna blame you because the guy behind you is not your mark. The guy in front of you is. You know, at that moment, the guy in front of you is your mark, not the guy behind. The guy, the, 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 you got your, your, what is it, or the left back, right? That, that would have been like, uh, no, it wasn't like, you know, who was it? Uh, Kevin? It would have been, well, why was Layun in the center? He's the left back. Who would have got the last guy? Was that what that's what I'm saying. I think, I think it was Reyes that pushed up to meet him to kind of pressure him. But that's also another thing. Why is it Reyes almost playing right back? I understand you have to cover Kevin Alvarez's spot, but why was there no one else down there with them? Wait, well, Reyes wasn't there. Oh, Israel Reyes. You're, right, you're Israel Reyes, right. Yeah, 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 Israel Reyes, right. So who, who's the guy that's running down with the guy behind? I'm not Sendejas? too sure. No, it wasn't Sendejas, right? I'm not too sure. I, I had to look back at the replay. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but still, um, it's like... You're, you're the guy goal shouldn't have happened. You're, you're in between yeah. two, two defenders. There are two guys right there. How is the one guy in the middle? No one tracking him, by the way. No, no, no communication whatsoever. Oh, guys, he's coming in. Oh, guys, watch out. There's a guy trailing. None of it. No awareness from nobody. And unfortunately... And I wouldn't blame Araujo. If I'm being honest with you, that one I do blame Araujo. Of course. For me, you it's have like, to blame why are you so focused on the guy behind you? When, mind you, you might not even know there's someone behind you, right? Mm-hmm. There's someone in front of you, though. You do know that. And it's like, he reacts there so late. And it's like, for me, bro, like, like, hurry up, pack your stuff and go to Greece, bro. Like, I'm so... I'm done, bro. Like, it's, it's to, bad. It, it was supposed to be... Remember when we signed him, he's supposed to fix these issues right but anytime we sell them in we're getting scored on like what's the point of you being in you know and and i think conspiracy you know where they say like it's because his whole family is chivas fans i i like to believe that there's people that are professional right yeah i like to believe that there's people that are professionals right but you do start to question like bro how do you play consistently in europe right you come back over here and he was actually pretty decent in europe he was decent he was was pretty decent Consistent starter, bro, and it's like, oh my god, like what? What are you doing, bro? Like you're a veteran. You're, you're the he's the oldest guy in in the center back room, if I'm not mistaken, right? So he should be the leader, and he doesn't know what he's doing. And it's yeah, like, bro, pack your bags, go. Like I'm ready for for either Cesar Montes, right, who we've been rumored, or a, or a veteran a center back that's Brazilian that's gonna yell at everybody, bro. Because that's what we need someone that's either super talented 
or has that 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 leadership that's right. vocal you know and like it's just super annoying how how that goal happened and part of me kind of knew once i seen that sub i'm like this is a leon game all over again he's in to where Araujo comes in and there's a goal and we tie up. And I think that game was 2-2 also. Honestly, honestly, and I, I don't, maybe it may be unfair for me to say this, but honestly, when, when I saw Layun coming in as well, I, I just kind of had little <laughs> little little faith in, in anything that might have happened in the in the near future. Even more with that, when Araujo came in. It just didn't didn't paint to be a good thing. And it's, um, I think I remember one play where Layun uh, kind of was letting no man say and he was, um, trying to mark a, a, the right winger and he just stands there, uh, just pre- let him go by. Thankfully, Casares was there to kind of cut off the play. But it's just little things like that that on a better team, on, on another night, it's just better teams are going to punish you for that. But my thing is also, um, Jardine also, um, these, uh, the subs are starting to become extremely questionable. Um, the tactics to cl- close out games are becoming extremely tech, uh, questionable. Um, and, you know, these are things that I kind of brought up when Jardine was first rumored for America, which I'm not going to lie. Honestly, you you guys convinced me to kind of give him a chance and kind of stick with him. And I'm still going to stick. I'm not saying that let's fire him. But these are the things that I was worried about, that he isn't he doesn't have that mentality to be an America coach just yet. Maybe we haven't seen it yet. It's too premature. I understand we played two league games and four games of this of this Mickey Mouse tournament. Um, I understand that's, um, that's why I'm not saying retire him, but you're starting right. to see flashes of a coach that, you know, isn't used to this. And maybe, maybe you could, whatever you say, yes, he went to Brazil with the Olympics. It, it, it's something completely different, you know? It's a, it's a youth academy, right? It's right. a youth tournament. Like, exactly. It's different when you have an assignment mm-hmm. and you put younger players to learn your assignment, right? Right. And this is like veteran players that have their specialties, right? So mm-hmm. You gotta fit. Your, you gotta learn how to like adapt to them. Adapt to, right. right. There's, there's another thing. And get we the talk best about out Sendejas, of it. right? We talk about mm-hmm. Sendejas. There's a game where Sendejas trying to put in, in the in the in the commentators say, "Oh, Jardines uh, yelling at Sendejas for going in too much. He should play wide." I, that's that's when you know he's not aware, or maybe he is aware right. and he's trying to force something. Sendejas is better when he play cuts in, not when he plays wide. Yeah, yeah. of course. We, so, we've seen Sendejas score goals like that. Yeah, and he's really known. He's uh, <laughs> uh, Robin from Bayern Munich, right? Back in the day. What, remember the memes that they used to make that all his goals were run straight, cut in, shoot with his left? and it, it was Yeah, but it worked for him, right? Exactly. And, it, and Sendejas is very similar, right? Exactly. So for me, it's like, like understand their, their, their specialties. Not try to enforce, mind you. Maybe it's 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 a it's a headache or it's a little uh, a little bumpy road, and eventually we're gonna get a clear road where everyone just understands each other and we start seeing right. games, right? It it, 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 it can happen, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like like if it, if it, it like they say if, if it works, uh, what is it? If they if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it or something right. like that, right? Mm-hmm. So don't don't it's not broken. Don't don't do some other stuff, right? I don't right. know, man. I, I don't have an issue with, with Jardinet that much, but I am starting to question something. And, yeah. it, and it's the because, like I said, like I told Ivan a few weeks back, uh, before all this started, I told him, look, uh, one thing that's for sure is, or, is that our tag, we have the depth, and it doesn't matter who's out there, you know? Like, we're, we're going to score goals because everyone's capable of doing that. Now, if they 
suddenly don't become capable of doing that when well, it isn't because of them. I'll say that. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, 94th minute, um, or actually not 94th, it was like 98 or 99 at that moment. Uh, it's 2 2, um, and the ref says, We're not playing no more. We're just going straight to the gate. Um, at that moment, it's like, honestly, at that point, I can't even show you the timestamp or anything. Um, in my other group chat where, um, uh, they were they were talking about the game. I said I don't I don't care about the result. I really don't care if we win or lose at this moment. It's just like this result or this game how it played out. It shouldn't have happened because I don't care if you don't have Cabezita. I don't care if you don't have a hundred percent Diego. I don't care that you don't have Henry Martin. With the players that were available, we shouldn't have struggled as much as we did. Um, with uh with with, with this team. Um, but here we are, penalty time and um. You know, we, we, we have a great start, right? Quiñones once again slots his home and Malagón comes up big for us and saves the first one. So at this moment, you're feeling good. Um, and then, um, you know, Layun is up. Um, and, <laughs> and I knew it when, when he stepped up. I always had a bad feeling about it. And please, Layun, shut me up. Make me regret everything I'm about to say right now. And he misses the PK, right? So now we're, we're back to even square, whatever, you know, going this, going through the motions, going through the motions. We make, they make, we make, they make, we make, they make. Um, and what do you know, right? At that moment, when, when Mayor misses it, Malagón saves it, we're in the quarterfinals, right? Everyone's celebrating. Fans are running onto the field. We think that everything is good. League's Cup tweets it out. America tweets it out. National tweets it out. Everyone's tweeting out that we have won the game. You look back at the, at the replay. The, the, the linesman that was there uh, uh, besides the goal line didn't say anything. The ref didn't say anything. And out of nowhere, we're all celebrating. And we see that the ref starts signaling players back to replay the, the penalty. Um, I'm not too sure if I heard a whistle after Malagón saved it. But I'm pretty sure if a whistle was blown, then that signals the end of the game. Like, no matter what. Yeah. Um, am I wrong on that? No, I believe that's how it worked. If, it, if it someone in the chat can kind of correct me, or if someone else can correct me, um, I'm, I really don't want to uh, give out false. But I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. once oh, the I, I believe that's, through, that's right. I believe right? That, um, it's, it's the, the same thing. As, the, uh, game. Um, the same thing when they can't check bar once the the play restarts or re uh, yeah restarts. Right, like let's say let's say there's a there's a foul and it goes out, they can't check that foul unless like once the play already starts. So, right, yeah, yeah. I would assume it's the same um, thing. Like, so I, I wanna, hear the, <laughs> right, I want to go back to see if I heard a whistle or anything. Um, but it seems like the call came from upstairs. Um, and as shady as this tournament's been, because let's not pretend Super that this tournament shady, hasn't been shady from from the beginning. Um, the call comes from upstairs, and it seems like Malagón stepped off his line. Both feet are off the line. Uh, the moment that the PK uh, was taken. Um. And we had to replay the penalty. Um, obviously, um, you know, Nashville converts the penalty. And on the on the following one, John Dundasan decides to to kind of bring a little finesse to the to the thing and didn't work out for him. It's the crossbar they miss and then um he misses and then Nashville needs the goal to win. And Malagon guessed right. Unfortunately, a little too low though. The ball went high. Uh Nashville scores. They're through, we're out, and just like that, because we went from celebrating. To um packing our bags and we're going back to Mexico. Um, so yeah, uh, I I don't know if you want to share any two cents on the whole referee VAR uh thing or if you want to leave it at that. 
we could, I mean, we could get into it, brother. I have. Like, we, go, go, we don't go, have go. to even talk about this go. game only. We could talk about the whole tournament. Like, like it's suspicious, brother. And 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 here's the thing: I'm not the type of guy to really say stuff like that because then kind of kills the whole purpose of watching sports. But it's to me, it's like you, like you said, the game is over. Everyone's celebrating. People are jumping in from the stands, right? And you're able to call it, call, like, they even tweeted it out and everything. And you're able to, like, say, oh, no, you have to restart it. Because, mind you, I don't even know if the whole uh, he stepped out of the line thing, if it was legit or not. But my point is the game's over, right? In mm-hmm. games, there's stuff that you miss and there's stuff that you that you don't miss. If you miss that, that's on you. The game's over, right? So, for me, it's just like, okay, the game's over. If it is all, if it is a, 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 the right call, it doesn't matter. The game's over, right? And that's where I have, I just have an issue. Like it just to me is just, and we could get, like I said, we could get into the whole tournament. Like I'm not the type of person to be talking about league rivalries because for me, like I'm not rooting for, a, I'm not rooting for a, a, a consistent rival to the to the title inside my league for someone that I don't even care about. Like these teams, I don't like respectfully. I don't care for you. Like. We're never gonna play. We we might not ever play again. You know that feeling, but like man, this is just such a fishy tournament. Very like, you know. Luckily for us, first, second, and third gets a pass to Concacaf Champions League, which we already have, right? So realistically, these players were just playing. We're just playing for for just another uh, bigger uh, for a bigger paycheck, right? Per se, for us, hope. Like all I want is give me whoever the top the three teams end up going in, beat us those teams because I'll tell you this, they come to El Azteca, they are not gonna survive. Of course, whoever they are, right? If they're MLS teams, they're Mexican teams, like they're not gonna survive playing us at home. This whole tournament was just super fishy, bro. Me and <laughs> Ivan kind of had this like up and down argument about. If it's a it's a glorified friendly tournament, it's a legit tournament. It's this and that. The way everything was just moving, it's just like it's hard for me to qu- not question things, right? All right. It's an attraction. It's like the whole uh, MLS All Star Games. Like it's like I, like it doesn't really matter because it's like okay, it doesn't matter, you know. And that's just how I feel. If they were to move this this tournament into a a long year, where we're in right. groups and we have to go visit them and they kind of have to come and visit us. Then you could have a real uh, debate. But right. when you're having this fishy, only the, 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 the other the country best, has the best teams are on one side of the bracket. And all exactly, the, all bro. The, like all the like, weaker teams per se are on the other side of the bracket. You, there wasn't even a lottery or what's it called? A sorteo. I don't sorteo. know how to say it. Right? Okay, I'm going to put you guys with this guy, you guys they, with this guy. Yeah. And then once these results, you'll play these guys, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll finicate everything. Put put into perspective, bro, and I'll talk about other teams, right? Leon had to go to Canada, Vancouver, and then come all the way down to LA and play Galaxy. Yeah, that's how does yeah, that, that make sense? I told the, I told my dad this because my I told my dad I told the homie this too. I'm like I'm like because my my homie's argument was, oh well, the idea is dope because immigrants aren't that are from over are they get to see their teams and I told him, bro. They put the biggest teams, American Chivas, in Ohio and Missouri. Respect to anyone that's over there. But if you're doing this for sales and tickets, 
you're not putting them over there where you put the Mexican national team in, right. in World Cup qualifiers because they don't sell, they don't have the away team for fans, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's just so much, bro, that I just don't so, like. Like, so and okay, so if you were gonna make this game also in the U.S., here's here's, here's another solution which uh which could be could have been done. So you have three teams: you have Columbus, uh, America, and St. Louis. Pick a damn city and play all the games in that one stadium. Yes. Yes. How hard was it to do that? Yes. Yes. You, you pick the higher ranked MLS team and they get the chance to play in their stadium for both games. I don't yes. care. But why yes. do we have to travel every single time? You're making yes. everyone travel every single for every single city. Like you said, you're going from, more, going from Canada to LA. That's ridiculous. And like I said, the Leon situation too, they had to miss a game because of, uh, because of the uh, of, of Leagues Cup messing up their flight or something like that, their hotels. Yeah. I don't know what it was. But it's like, come on, man. Like, it's a mess. It's a mess. And I get it. It's an attraction. I'm obviously like, we could all agree to disagree. But part of me is, is saying, you know what? This, they just want Messi playing this tournament, winning it. People are going to say, oh, they just signed him. They were in talks with him for three years. You're telling me they didn't have an idea when he was going to be free from, from PSG? <laughs> obviously, had they had an idea. David Beckham was very vocal. <laughs> That he was trying gonna try to bring Messi once he became an owner. Like obviously, like like I said, to each their own. A lot of people are not gonna agree with me. A lot of people might. It, it, it's all theories in the end of the day. But like I said, if it smells like fish, it's it's because it's fishy or whatever. I'm making up a thing, but you get what <laughs> I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. But you know, at, at the end of the day, um, there really isn't, I guess, meaning to whatever we're saying because our team is out, unfortunately. We we bow out in the round of sixteen. Um, definitely not the place that we've hoped for. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, from from just based off the games that we've played, um, I guess we'll turn this into a little bit of a recap. Maybe we'll have another podcast with with, uh, with a couple of other guys talking about the whole tournament. But just I guess quickly, um, how did you view the team uh, throughout the tournament? So. I saw the team different each game. I don't know if you, if you feel the same way. I had the same, same idea. Yeah, because you're going <laughs> to, the, to the St. Louis game, right? And it's still a tough like a tough team, right? They're, they were number first one. And, yeah. yeah and we look amazing, bro. Uh, passes. And and mind you, there's still a little of those, like, hesitation. We could have easily scored seven in that game, right. really, to be honest. But, but you, you see the Columbus game now. <laughs> yeah. And then you get into the Columbus game and you start to understand, okay, they figured us out. They know we're going to do these short passes. What are they going to do? Pressure us, right? Uh, my memory's kind of blurry, but I remember. Also, the judges did a lot of substitutions because we were already in. Substitutions, we were already in. He put in uh, Layun, he put in Araujo, and they were awful. You know, like Henry Martin came in second half and it was just, you know, it wasn't necessarily great right okay whatever we came second and to be honest with you it was probably best for us to come in second because we end up playing in chicago which is more of a hometown than the hometown team you know so for me i wasn't necessarily mad I'm like cool go 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 send the uh, columbus to minnesota because you know I, i'm pretty sure we would have been more of an away team over there than in chicago we're playing chicago and then in chicago i feel it was a game we should have dominated the Henry Martin injury before the game starts, it's kind of maybe you, you have an excuse there, right? You could sit here and kind of say, well, you kind of see the offense isn't the same without Henry and Valdez, right? 
Quinones can't do it all. And okay, we could have, we could we could throw in those those uh arguments. Quinones' goal was completely in, right? Completely in. That was like, another questionable thing. Three goals. Yeah, the two in Columbus and then the yes. one in Chicago. Yes. So like we're like it's not excuses. It's just so much BS that we had to go through in this tournament. And that the, the Columbus the, the Chicago game, Quinones is in. They don't even check bar. I tweeted out the first bar check, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But the first bar check was the messy goal for in the <laughs> in the, against who who was it whoever they played. But that was the first time they used it, and now they're starting to use it. And it's like, come on, bro, you can't sit here and tell me the stuff like that's not fishy. Like, it, like you know, I know there's people that are probably just like, oh, you're just coming up with excuses. Cool, you know. I don't lose sleep losing this tournament. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, like, I'm good to the, win. The, the winner is going to get a pass to a tournament. We already have a pass. Exactly. So Winning this tournament didn't mean much to us. No, it didn't. And we were going to win $2 million. That, that's, honestly, that's a shit pay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I was look. I, I think I saw a tweet where I think the, the winners of Sudamericana or like people who advance in the Sudamericana, um, later round get paid like triple or even quadruple of what the winner of the is going to get. And that's their Europa League. And that's their <laughs> Europa League. Now imagine the Libertadores. Yeah. So it's like, um, at the end of the day, we can have a podcast and we, we should probably have Brian on the podcast. Yes. Um, just talking about just the uh, just the football federation, the Mexican football federation. I'm sorry, um, and just all like the fishy scandals and what this tournament actually means, um, which could be an interesting talk. Maybe, maybe we'll we'll have to set it up one day. Now that we're not gonna have America for two and a half weeks, or even even maybe close to three weeks at this point. Um, so we'll 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 we'll, we'll see if we can kind of set that up because if you can interesting to get different perspectives of what this actually means. For Liga Mekis, um, for MLS, and just the future of our our tournament because it's just you know just things don't things aren't going in the upward trend. You're not gonna tell me that you created a fourteen tournament with Golden Ball and that's going in the right direction. Um, you know that's just that that's just to satisfy everyone that's insane. Let's go back to Libertadores because we want to play um teams from South America. We just think that the Libertadores is a better tournament to participate in. Um. It, it 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 exposes us to to better competition. Um, you're playing you're playing bigger teams. Um, and it's just the overall the better atmosphere, tournament. Everything. Atmosphere, everything, it, everything was so much better when we were in the. Mind you, I don't even mind. Like, I don't mind cup. Like the idea isn't no, that I, bad. Yeah, I don't mind but it, but it needs to be formatted so differently, though. Yeah, yeah. Let it's it be just, like a Copa del Rey or like an FA Cup. You know, play. You can you could have single direct elimination tournaments throughout the whole year. Yeah, that's you not can a move, problem. I don't move care. the tournament around, like games around, you know, a right. whole year, like you said, right? And then, there's different ways to integrate with MLS, which I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to, because, like, like you said, it gives chance for Mexican fans in the U.S. to to kind of go see their team, which is a cool thing to me. But when you're forcing a Mickey Mouse tournament like this, where it's so heavily one sided, and you know we're not betting, we're not benefiting at all from this, um. There's just no point. We lost players from other players from injury. Lost Bertarame for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, bro. Bad field. Like, like it is bad for us, bro. Mind you, like, like this could have been done during Copa Oro, for example, right? Every look, the, we, like we're not we're gonna get a little touchy on the, the national team, which isn't what we cover. But the whole purpose of more games is so 
youngsters to get more opportunities, then why don't you do it when every all the college are all with their national teams, right? right? Now you're kind of forced teams to say, you have to take this serious, go and play whoever, you know, like whoever you got to play. But how how do you do that when it's like, oh, we're going to pause the leagues? One, one league is already mid-season. The other one barely started, you know, and so, you know, it's just, I don't know, bro. It's just a lot in the travel. Like, a lot of players, Diego Reyes came out and said it. Henry Martin came out. A lot of players came out. Even Carlos Vela, who plays here, said it. It's a disadvantage to the Mexican. Of course. You know? Because so, it's like right. the players are aware. It's not like they're, they're, they're clueless. They're from both sides. They know right. what's up with it. The only well, actually, yeah, but let me not say that. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think we're all in the greens here. Um, I, I honestly don't care if we sound like haters or anything. I'm gonna tell you personally on on record on stream, I'm not losing sleep over this loss. Um, I know my team should have played better. Um, it's just very very awkward how everything ended. Um, but whatever, you know, we're we're gonna go back to Mexico probably in the next couple of days. Um, maybe the players get a little bit of rest. Um, you know, they've been traveling a lot. I uh, haven't seen their families in the, in about a couple of weeks. So you know, they'll probably get some time to kind of rekindle, regroup, regain everything that everything just happened. Um, but then it's back to work, and um, uh, we'll talk about it more when we get closer to resuming league play. But um, um, maybe maybe we, maybe me and you can can get on sometime during this week or even next week discussing what this team still needs because I don't care what anyone says um, around Liga MX or even around the whole Concacaf region. Adding Kevin Alvarez and Julian Quinones didn't make us like front runners, like clear winners to win everything. Because we knew that didn't solve everything. We still we needed another left back, and we knew we needed another striker, and we knew we needed a, another center back. Um, we took care I of think one that's problem. Debatable. I, th- I think I think I think we can have a debate. Oh, my bad, but we took care of one, which was the right back, because obviously we didn't have a right back. Lara and Layun were not it. We needed a left back, Chavarez and Luis Fentes. They're not it either, and then our center backs. Uh, very inconsistent, Israel Reyes and Sebastian Cáceres, and then one that con- continually shifts the bed, and then Sorarajo. And then a backup striker for um, Henry Martin. I that's think, I think that's a, 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 I think it's debatable that it makes In us what front, way? Runner. front runner. I think, I think it did make us front runner, if I'm being honest. I, I didn't see that, honestly. Uh, like I said, maybe uh, because, we can have that because you guys, you you and Ivan both said that Konechinos wasn't even needed. That's more of a luxury no. signing for us. Yeah, yeah, it's a luxury. Exactly. So that yeah. didn't really add or or do anything because if you know, if we're being honest, our attack, our offense wasn't the problem. It was always the defense. Yeah. And we took we had three sections to take care of. We took care of one. We're missing two. We're in. But you want to know an unpopular opinion? What's up? Kevin Alvarez on the defensive side does not help either. So, I actually like Kevin Alvarez's defense. I think I, I the only problem with him though is what we saw in the second national goal is that maybe he plays he, too high. He, he didn't he judge he didn't judge that that moment of the game where he should have just stayed back and let whatever do whatever. Um and you know that left the open mark, which is something maybe he's gonna have to work on. Um but I do but I do like that he brings more of an offensive threat when Miguel Ayun had one good cross out of a hundred per game and Miguel a middle ladder just is not a right back, and he is god awful at right back. And honestly, a high school team can get behind him with no problem. Um, so I, I also think Kevin Evers was definitely needed. 
for this team. Oh, he was definitely needed, but what I'm saying, I don't think he helps the defense as much. <laughs> as he in my opinion, bro, and maybe this, I don't know if it's a hot take, but I think when it comes to Mexican deep, uh, right backs, they're all liabilities when it comes to deep. I, I think I, I think you you see it that they do struggle every single one of Jorge Sanchez, you know who we had, you mm-hmm. uh, uh Julian Araujo who we were linked to, you know, and and it just shows that you know, and like they're they're, they're all very bad when well not Kevin hasn't really given me. It hasn't given me that that uh, that right to say that he's really really bad, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's a strong suit. And that first well, national he, goal, who do you blame on that goal? Which one? On the first national goal. National? Uh, the Nashville goal. Nashville. Uh, the first goal, I blame. Didn't we say it was Cáceres and uh, Malagón? Yeah. Back. The second goal. Who do you blame on that second goal the most? Araujo, center back. Yeah, no, I I get you, I get you. <laughs> but remember, you also said that he was too high. right. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I said so. That, like, like, of course, like, like, maybe the whole blame isn't is on him. But it, the it center back position has been a problem for us for so many years now, and it just seems we can't get it right. Cesar Montes, I, I'm I'm all in. I'm all. You guys know how much I, I, I love Cesar Montes. Yeah, no. So even even he was on Monterrey. I I love I love the player. And then you you know I'm being honest with you. When people say leave him in Europe, I get it. He's that talented, but I'm selfish. But I'm selfish. I'm, I'm selfish. selfish. If he's an option for us, come over. We here. haven't won the league in five years. That's a problem. Yep. Yep. Bring in, bring in who you can, and yep. let's go. Let's go win the league because um, you know, this is this is getting getting a little ridiculous, honestly. Um, but you know, like I said, though, me and you can have another talk uh, regarding transfer talks. I, I think that's something we like to we like to kind of indulge upon and try to yeah, see how to like make this team better. Um, but uh, hopefully we guys set one up in these in these coming weeks. Um, not 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 we're not, we're not gonna have anything to talk about regarding America, you know, gameplay. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll keep in touch on that. Um, any any final thoughts before before we head out? No, bro. I mean, I think we kind of kind of said everything. I I think uh, it, it like I said, it's not that we're mad. I I know it sounds we're we're, we're passionate. The way we're talking, we're very passionate. But we're not sure. mad. We're just very annoyed when it comes to this. Because to me, like you said, if they whistle the bell, the game's over, and America needs to pass through. It, it didn't happen, and it's like, well, now we're we're kind of bending the rules for what, for who, for what. And then you see the whole tournament, how it's going. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we I get it. Like, don't waste our time. Like, I saw a tweet saying that if we're, if Mexican teams are gonna get you know fucked, we'd rather be in Libertadores and Sudamericana than than this league's cup thing. Yeah. And I like how you're cussing, bro, because I don't think Ivan's going to bleep us completely. Yeah, I don't care what Ivan thinks. Ivan, you can fire me. <laughs> so you, you like Ivan saying that I, I, I was, I threw a little cuss words in there. I um, remember one time I was in a space, bro, and someone commented, this is the first time I heard Ivan say a battle for me. <laughs> That's why for me, like, I well, Just not... you guys know, Ivan's usually the one that keeps us in check, which I appreciate from him because yeah. maybe something you could get carried away with with our words. Um, <laughs> but since he's not here, I'm going to take advantage of it. <laughs> There's no complaint from me, but if he listens to this, like, uh, well, that's the it, feeling around um all of Mexico and maybe maybe even some MLS players, our fans think 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 about this, think about the whole tournament, um with this with the simple comments. I'll leave I'll leave it up right there. Um, but yeah, so that's it, man. Um, thank you for coming on, joining me in this 
uh, kind of out of nowhere spontaneous podcast to talk about America. Unfortunately, uh, our run ends here in the round of 16 against Nashville. Um, hopefully, we have some news for everyone regarding America um, in the next couple of days. Um, I know there's some transfers being, are being ready to be wrapped up. Um, hopefully, we get more information on a couple players coming in, hopefully, maybe not just one because we need a couple. Um, everything will be, will be taught, <clears throat> talked about on our, on our Twitter at Eagle Eye Podcast. Um, but thank you guys for joining us and um, have a good night, guys. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. Thank you.